death, 21, and annuities, all on today's Fedna Battle. Welcome to today's Fedna where we make retirement uh benefits understandable for humans in under 20 minutes i'm cassie knight and i am kevin jones and we take your questions from fednababble.com where you can submit them or from my fed pilot workshops and we dive in a little bit deeper and uh try to explain these things a little bit more than we might have time to in a workshop so let's jump in and talk about the first one what happens if my spouse dies first <laughs> Well, that's a good question. Yep. <laughs> um, where's our favorite remark, Kevin? It depends. Uh, yes, it does. It does depend, doesn't it? it? I mean, what benefit are we talking about here? Right? What so, happens if my spouse yeah. dies first for survivor benefit? Or for your uh, for your pension? Or yeah. for Fegley? Or for your health benefits? Or for... Uh, I got one more. Are we talking about in-service or retirement here? Yeah. So... Because that change. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. right there, Cassie, is such a great example of... A nice, easy, simple question, or what should be a nice, easy, simple question. And then you put it into each of the benefits before you retire, after you retire, and each, let's say there are five different benefits that we could look at. I'm just throwing that out. And then there's before and then after. Mm -hmm. That's 10 different scenarios that someone should go through to say, okay, what happens if I die first with my pension before I retire? What happens if I die first? with my pension after I retire and know that they are different? Or what happens if my spouse yeah. dies first? So really there are 40 different different scenarios that everyone should kind of go through. I mean, that seems overwhelming, but, and, and some of them are really well, here's, easy to figure out, but they all have to be gone through. And it also depends, is your spouse a federal employee or not? Right. <laughs> oh, you just so, uh, is there complicated. <laughs> do, they, do they have military service? Oh, yeah. 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 This is a very, very good question that really needs to be at unique your case. And I'm going to say that it depends um, on your uh, so many different factors yeah. um, that you really need to talk with somebody about this. Yep. Right. This is definitely one where you need to look at uh, all those different factors that we just listed out, those different scenarios. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, our advisors in our trusted network help you figure those out. Um, if you guys don't have somebody where you can ask that question to that's knowledgeable in the benefits because they, you know, it's super important that they are so that they can run over all of those different scenarios with you. And okay, what if my spouse dies first for my pension or what if my spouse dies first for uh the family benefit or tsp right um yeah you know wow. something i was just thinking so of is that so the answer to this often is and i hate to say it but it depends again so yeah. you take one of these situations 
what happens to my pension if uh, my spouse dies first or I die first or any of these, right? Then, so you said, you know, you need to have someone help you. Well, my first thought was, okay, can you go to HR? Well, yes, someone can go to HR, but really all the, all that HR can say is, well, in this scenario, here are your options. They can't say what right. options are best, you know, and, and that's what, again, someone, an advisor or someone that, uh, that knows this and can give advice, but HR can't give advice. They can only give, here are the options, here are the laws, rules. You choose what is best for you. So even, even when you get the answer, you have to choose maybe one of the options that are out there and then which one is best. So really there's a follow-up question to this 40 questions here. I mean, yeah, it depends. That's all I can. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. Well, I think we're good with that. I mean, really. I mean, that, HR, well, are you married? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, you're going to have a percent survivor benefit. That may or may not be what you actually choose in retirement. So just because they give you an answer doesn't mean it's the right answer or what is actually pertaining to your situation. Because what if your spouse is a federal employee and you don't need to take that 50% option uh, to protect that pension and, you know, you're you're set financially and um, you choose the 25% option. What is that going to do, uh, you know, if your spouse dies first? Yep. Uh, you know, there's so many different factors here. So, um, yeah, if you you can go to HR, they will give you a snapshot of what happens. Um you know, to your benefits for you. And, and that's really all they're going to give you though. They're going to get, tell you what your benefits are. They're not even going to tell you what happens to those benefits when your spouse passes or, or when you pass. Right. Um, uh, yep. If you get in touch with a financial advisor who is versed in the federal benefits or let us know um, if you need an advisor who is versed in the federal benefits, we can help you get uh, in touch with somebody who's really going to dive deep into all of these different scenarios. We're going to provide that benefits report that not only gives you that snapshot, but also explains in the future what those benefits are going to do for you. And um, can they, we can run different scenarios too. Um, you know, if you're looking at maybe a decrease in your Fegley or or what have you, and uh, you know, those guys can really dial in. Um, you know, your best case scenario make those benefits. Advantageous. Yep. Good. 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 Okay. Question number two: Would you recommend changing it after the last turns twenty-one or now? Okay. It. So here's another one that we could say: What is it? Is it? And I'm assuming it is either <laughs> uh, uh, healthcare or Fegley, because those are the only. Well, I guess not even healthcare, because healthcare goes till twenty. A kid's twenty-six. Right. Yeah, and Fagley goes until twenty-two. Okay. So. Okay. Let, let's take Fagley. <laughs> so, let's take let's take this from a Fagley point of view. Would you recommend changing sure. Fagley after the last turns twenty-one or now? So it depends. <laughs> um, do they need life insurance coverage? <laughs> do you already have some? What is the benefit of keeping what you have? 
uh, are you looking at retiring and you know, you think the premium is going to change? Like what, I, I guess I need to know more in depth of what this line, uh, what this person is thinking as far as, you know, why they're considering changing that Fagley benefit. If it's FEHB, um, you know, obviously that's going to play a different uh, part in it. Um, you know, if, and really it boils down to if the person is a dependent or not, right? right. If that child um, is is still a dependent because if they're, if they leave the house and they're not financially dependent on you, then technically they're not covered anyways. So it depends on what that scenario looks like for you. <laughs> yep. It, it, it's totally, de totally dependent. And again, there are so many things and which benefit are you talking about? we'd have to dive into that and really see. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. The next one, I got to make sure I'm pushing the right buttons here because I think I'm accidentally pushing the wrong buttons and that happens. Okay, the next one is if I am in the annuity, does it affect RMD? So what they're talking about here is on the TSP annual statement, there is an annuity and it takes your money and annuitizes it which means it will give you a, that amount of money. It's, in, it's a big blue font on the front of your TSP annual statement there. It'll mm -hmm. give you that much money for the rest of your life. Even if you live to 200 every month, you will get that amount of money. Well, so I guess the question is, okay, so actually- If you go, select that option. What was that? <laughs> if you, yeah. I said, if you select that option. If you select hey, that there's option. only 21 different players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which very, very few people do, which is a good thing. I, I'm glad very few people do. But then there's RMDs, which the IRS comes by at about 62. Uh, it's changed. So let's say 62 right now. And they say you have to take out 70. so much. Huh? 72. Sorry. Yes, 72. I don't know 72. where I got 62. Okay. <laughs> 72, yes, at 72. And they say you have to take out so much money from your TSP. Well, what if your this annuity doesn't uh, equal the amount of your RMD? So can you answer that one? Okay. So I'm going to say it depends. Yep. Um, Another on... I, I mean, it, it, it did. There are so many different factors. <laughs> <laughs> no. If I'm in the annuity, because listen, it's not just the annuity with MetLife either. If you are in an annuity and you are not taking enough of a of a distribution from your account, then the IRS is going to require a, an RMD. How much of an RMD? Uh, that is all dependent on on you know, how much you have in the account, um, you know, what what that table looks like for you. Uh, and, you know, this is really where you've got to talk to a financial advisor um, or financial professional to be able to dial in those numbers for you. And I think that's a huge thing. Um, you know, is this person still working after 72? Because if you're still working and under 70 or over 72, um, the requirements are different than if you're not working. Um, and so, you know, all of those different factors really need to be looked at 
um, before we can answer this question. Um, but definitely talk to a financial professional and find out how much do I need to take um, and, and what does that look like moving forward? You know, only if I'm at this age, because if somebody's 70, maybe they want to start taking some, some of that, um, uh, some of that TSP money or, or more, you know, if they can maneuver that annuity a little bit to, to you know, offset the RMDs later, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely something where you've got to, you've got to talk to a financial advisor professional about that situation. Yeah. You said, you know, if you're start, if you're still working past 72, and I think most people would be like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Work past 62. <laughs> but I remember in one of our workshops, uh, the sweet lady came in and I said, okay, I, you, you are a SERS employee, correct? Yes. I said, how many years do you have? She told me 62 years of federal service. That's crazy. <laughs> and she was gosh, still working. At, at what? Um, oh my gosh. 80 something? Yeah. Yeah. 78? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. At least, at least I would say at least 80. If she started work when she was 18, and I said, okay, when are you yeah. going to retire? And she said, eh, I don't know. I like what I do. So I'm just going to keep going. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I run across scenarios often where people don't think that they can financially succeed in retirement. And so they just keep working. Yep. Because why not? Yep. Um, and so you know, it's not as uncommon as people would think to be working past 60 or 72 um, and, you know, and have those rules be different for somebody who is, you know, retired. Um, and, and it depends on how much of money you have as well. Yeah. Right. It's not just your age factor and your and your TSP with your annuity there. Right. There are other buckets that you have to think about and if they're taxable, non-taxable yes. yeah. and, and how to coordinate those um, and because that's all going to play into that R&D factor. Yep. Um, so it's not just your TSP, right? This isn't something that is, a, I should say, RMDs are not specific to federal employees. This is something that is for anybody who's in uh you know, some sort of individual retirement account or, or something like that, where they're going to force out, uh, the IRS is going to force you to take a certain amount of money because they don't want you to outlive it. Yep. Now that's essentially what it is. They want you to pay taxes on your money prior to you dying. Right. <laughs> now I will say also that, um, there's there are other scenarios you know a lot of people will think okay i'm not going to work past 62 and you say well there you know there are people who do work past 62 if they can't financially make it and then other people will say well i can financially make it well i know plenty of people who still work past 72 can financially make it but what happened is and i've heard this happen a few times where right before they retired their spouse passes away and what are they going to do? So they just decide to keep working because right. they like what they do. And why not? My spouse is gone. So I'm not going to be taking the vacations that I thought I was going to with them. So they just continue on. So, I mean, there are yeah. a lot of scenarios out there that we don't, we don't even consider 
that may make that happen. That's right. So, so uh, <clears throat> man, all of these questions today, can we just one more time? Big, it depends. Ba -ba -ba. <laughs> Absolutely. Every time. Every time, you know, and all I'm going to say is if you've got any questions or you need to get in touch with one of our um, advisors in our trusted network, go to fendababble.com, um, submit that, you know, submit the information, submit a question. Uh, one page, I'll scroll down and find what, what like us to have, whether it's the report or to ask a question and submit that to us. Uh, I prepare those reports at no cost, no obligation to you. Um, and, you know, one of our advisors will be reaching out to gather the information needed and then they can provide you with those reports that really lay out um, what that what those scenarios look like um, for right now and and beyond uh, your years. And so, um, again, fedabible.com. Uh, no cost, no obligation, no sales pitch at the end either. They simply just want to provide that that information for you and have you have that knowledge so that way you feel confident in whatever decision you choose to do, whether you don't do anything or you choose to continue working with them or continue to work with, with somebody else. You know, our whole goal is to give you that encouragement um, to be able to take hold of your uh, benefits and make them most advantageous for yourself. Yep. So please. Uh, like, subscribe, hit the bell. Uh, if you're on YouTube, wherever that is, go to the podcast so you can listen to this on your way to work. If you go to work, if you're not already quarantined at home, like many, many people are, <laughs> whatever it takes, just go learn about it. And uh, thanks for joining me. And until next time, take care.